Tanner Testman, FC Dallas superstar, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And Tanner, uh, we talk about a number of things, including that big match earlier this week against Mexico City with the U.S. men's team. And you've had your share of matches playing for the U.S. men's team, but from the sidelines as a player versus, say, a fan, how do you watch a game, not just any game, but a game against Mexico and the repercussions that it has with the U.S. versus Mexico? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, for one, I you know I want to be in that game, but uh, obviously watching as a as a fan, as a supporter, uh, the emotions are high. You know, I'm, I'm on edge the whole game, uh, yelling at the screen, um, hoping the players do well. You know, I want everybody to do well, and and uh, for us to get the win versus Mexico is it's a big rivalry, and you know we haven't uh, we haven't always done as, as good as we want to against Mexico. So for for that young group to do really well and uh, get the win. And a, and a cup final is, is huge. And, and I, I felt all the emotions uh, sitting at home watching it. So I, I was really happy for the guys. Can you explain, because I think some of the fans have just a roller coaster of emotions when it comes to the U.S. men's national team, because to qualify for the Olympics, it's the under-23 group. To be other worldwide competitions, it's the senior group, 24 and up. So it's it's a little disappointing to see that the under-23 group over the years has failed to qualify for the Olympic, but then God, that roller coaster goes back up the hill as you beat or as the U.S. beats El Tree in overtime. And it makes us so excited for the World Cup again. And that's a young team, too. So can you kind of explain what's going on between the two teams and what fans have to look forward to in the future? Yeah, I mean, uh, for one, yeah, it's tough. It's tough being a part of that Olympic group and not qualifying. You know, is the goal we set out to be uh, is in the Olympics. But uh, uh, it's a struggle we've had in it, playing in those games. Um, with uh, little to none training, uh, preparing for it is tough. But, uh, I mean, the, the fans should have a lot to be excited for. As you saw versus Mexico, we're an exciting group. Uh, we, we fight till the end like we did in that game. And uh, there's a lot of talent uh, that's coming up, still still to come up. Um, you've seen a couple names out there uh, that are big-time players that help us get wins. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, to the World Cup and the qualification coming to it. It's going to be uh, really exciting to watch. Now, how do you know, or at least how much – warning are you given if, whether it's an email or a text saying hey we need you to come back to the u.s men's national team practice field and you might be up for the world cup team how does all that communication work out with you guys yeah so uh they'll, they'll send emails prior uh, a couple months prior before the, the training camp and then uh they'll have a prelim roster and then they'll cut it down to the to the to the small group that gets to go and and then then you go from there but uh I haven't heard anything yet so uh just continue working at Dallas focus on being here and, and in the moment so uh, if that comes, it comes, but uh, just staying here focused. Did you just say you get an email? You don't get a phone call? Listen, bro, you're getting called up to the U.S. men's team. You get a damn email, not even a phone call from the coach or the, the general manager? What the hell is that about? I mean, yes, yeah, it's just how it goes with uh, with those camps. You, you get an email for the prelim roster, and I'm I'm sure a couple of players, uh, if it's big enough for an uh, Olympic roster or a World Cup roster, you, you probably get a phone call. But all the camps I've been to, you know, it's – Friendlies, uh, the Olympics, you get called to you, – you go down there and you have to train for two weeks before you even make the team. So uh, it's nothing too big that I've been to. So that's yeah, just an email. But, but yeah, a phone call would be nice for, for some of those camps. <laughs> uh, Richie, before we get to your question, one more follow-up to the U.S. men's team. When you do get that email, what's the protocol for you? Meaning do you have to clear certain physicals or make sure you've got the vaccinations? Do you – do you have a physical at all before you go join the men's team? 
Yeah, so we have to do a lot of stuff at the club you're at. To, they have to send all over the records, and then you have to get another physical prior to going to camp. And then you have to do three or four COVID tests uh, online uh, as, as they watch you take it and, and uh, pass those tests negative, and uh, then you're allowed to, to come into camp. And then when you get there, you still have to do certain um, testing and, and make sure you're ready to go. So so those are just some of the things, yeah. Hold on a second. Do you feel like you're just poked and prodded all the time? I mean, are, you guys aren't guinea pigs here. You are professional athletes. You shouldn't have to have another physical if you just performed that week of and you were totally fine. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I've only been to a couple camps, and every time I've had to get a physical, it's, it's nothing bad. Just they make it quick and easy. They, they know that uh, – <laughs> probably nothing's wrong with you. So, so, you know, it's not as, as in deep uh, as it should be, but it's, it's good, quick, easy, and it gets you ready to go. So Tanner, let's go back to the U S Mexico CONCACAF match in Denver. Fans were kind of unruly throwing things on the field throughout, especially at the end. Are there other places where the MLS goes, where the fans are kind of unruly and you walk onto the pitch and decide, wow, I don't know if I want to play here. You know, playing for only, you know, a year and a half in the MLS, uh, especially last year, not a lot of fans uh, in those stands and uh, not a lot of fans outside the stands as well. So, um, honestly, I haven't really been to any hostile environments in the MLS. Obviously, Houston is our is our big rivalry. And uh, so at those games, you know, we we have a lot of fans uh, that are that come early to, you know, to try to haze us or do whatever. So I, I guess I'd say Houston, but uh, still have a lot of experience to go to go see other teams and then I'll come back with you at that answer. So the other side of that question is what's it been like playing with no fans at all? Um, you know, it was weird kind of uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, last year I played two home games and then we were getting ready to go to New York and then they, the whole COVID thing happened. And then after that, you know, no fans. And it's kind of, it was weird at the beginning playing in the empty stadium. You know, it kind of feels like a scrimmage, but but the guys, you know, we, we keep uh, focused and keep working hard and, and uh, slowly but surely the fans have been able to come back. And now here in Dallas, we're back at 100%. So uh, it's really good to have fans back in the stands. It's a it's a whole different atmosphere. But uh, yeah, it's de- it was definitely weird at the beginning. Do you feel like, I mean, you made, obviously we think you made the right decision instead of kicking in college football, coming and going pro in soccer. But do you feel like the beginning of your career has been cheated because of the pandemic? Or do you look at it as a pretty good opportunity to just take some baby steps and really grow as a young athlete? No, for sure. It was a uh, baby steps. Uh, it was a lot of opportunities that, that came my way because of COVID um, injuries and other things like that. Got minutes to play, got to travel with a team, uh, experience different things, uh, get closer to my teammates during quarantine. Then maybe I would if, if, if there was none. So uh, I think there was uh, positives and negatives, but for me, I think there was more positives in terms of soccer. So uh, got a lot of opportunities and, and I took advantage of them. So, so I, I mean, obviously COVID was not what we wanted to happen, but in terms of soccer for me, uh created a lot of chances for me. Tanner Tessman, FC Dallas in the Freak Nation. Is there any sort of hazing that goes on when young guys come up to the team, especially U.S. men's team? That's pretty prestigious, and a lot of guys have been there. Is there any special hazing for young guys like you when you get called up to the major leagues? No, no. Uh, usually uh, for, for FC Dallas, all the new guys have to sing a song, and, uh, you know, it's pretty enjoyable. <laughs> gets you going with the team. And then uh, usually it's the same with the, when the men's national team uh, had to sing a song, but with the 23s, 
Jason made uh, everybody stand up and, and tell, the, tell the team a fun fact about yourself and then tell them something that you didn't, that uh, it's a secret that you didn't want people to, to know. So uh, oh. that was, that was a little different for, for uh, the 23s, but it was all fun and games and it helps you get closer to the group. So uh, I enjoy those. Well, hold on. What is Tanner Tessman's fun facts? Microphone. Oh, I, I forgot. I forgot. I can't tell y'all. I forgot. Oh, you are so oh. full of it. <laughs> Come on. The fun fact is... Fun fact is I have a podcast named Chum Chat, so y'all can go check Bam! out. Bam! <laughs> and he's become a genius at marketing with Chum Chat. Yes, he has. Oh, it's perfect. That's a great answer. Hey, speaking of the Cowboys, you being a former kicker, and we know the whole story again, you had to make the decision of, of playing soccer or moving forward with your kicking game. Do you watch football and specifically the kickers as much as you did back when you were kicking? in college or is it not a big deal to you now um to be honest i i never watched kickers uh not a lot of nfl either if i was watching football it was college football and uh barely maybe just when clemson played or some of my buddies were watching i would watch but uh now probably the same you know if clemson's playing i'll watch i'll support but uh not a lot of football goes on unless i'm you know at a friend's house and we're watching the nfl game or something's going on or playoffs or something like that but uh yeah not not huge in the nfl and college football Hey, before you get the hell out of here, uh, Tanner Testman from uh, FC Dallas joining us here in the Freak Nation. You drive a car or you Uber or Lyft all freaking day? I got a car, Grand Cherokee. That, that's it? I mean, do, you, do you have any extra components on it? You just It's just stock? It's a 2014 Grand Cherokee. Uh, I like it a lot. It, it helped a lot when it snowed in Dallas. Uh, I was one of the only cars on the street getting groceries. So it uh, comes in use at good times. I, I, I really like it a lot, yeah. If you had a choice of uh, like a, a recent hot rod, maybe a uh, this sounds so old, a Mustang, a Camaro, or a Porsche, do you do you follow anything like that? Are you are you a fan of fast cars? You just want something to get you through the damn snow? Um, yeah, I, I follow a little bit of cars, maybe not uh, some of the ones you name. I like Porsche. Um, I like their I like their cars, but uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I got a lot, a few cars in mind. Hopefully, when I when I hit that same contract, that I could upgrade to. So. <laughs> We'll see. That a boy, Tanner. Thanks for doing this, bud. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Look, man, I'll be honest with you. Soccer players are just a different freaking breed. Uh, 